the question was, can I discipline the other person's child? Um, the answer is yes, but it will take a while and you can't do that before you've established a relationship. And once you've established that relationship, you are a pretty cautious, careful, kind adult. And, and I would add skills like, may I ask you a question and can we come to an agreement that maybe this was not such a good thing? And, and how can I help you not lose your temper? Or how can I help you with this? And how could we do this better? And then you might say, well, I'm going to punish them. No, I would not do that. I would not do that. In the Blend is a podcast series that helps parents navigate life within a blended family. Join me as I speak with experts and guests to get practical advice on how to have a harmonious blended family life. This series dives deep into the unique dynamics, logistics and challenges of raising a blended family. From new partners to juggling mixed finances, we will help guide you through it. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of In The Blend. First up, I thought I should introduce myself as this is the the very first episode. So I am Laura Jenkins. I'm a marketing director in the tech industry and I inherited an instant family just before my 30th birthday when I met a man named Matt, he's a Kiwi living in Australia, and he had two young children aged two and four at the time. And I've since had almost a decade's worth of experience in navigating blended family life as well as adding another two children of our own into the mix. So over the years, as we've faced everything from co-parenting amicably with ex-partners through to setting boundaries in two sets of homes, I've often wished that there were more resources available when it comes to blended families, whether it's websites, books, podcasts, or even communities that I could tap into to help understand how others do it to support me along the way. So the idea of this podcast is to bring together the experts to help tackle these topics and provide you with the resources and the tools to help guide you through. And in our first episode today, we're going to be tackling a really emotionally charged topic, should you discipline someone else's children? And it's often one of the first big challenges that you come up again as you begin to blend a family. And whilst there's often no right or wrong, there's certainly parameters that you can work within to have success and maintain boundaries and relationships. I'm particularly interested in speaking with today's guest because there have certainly been many times where I myself have wondered if it was my place to referee arguments between my own stepkids or step in to correct poor behavior. And in circumstances where my partner's been there, I've wondered, should I defer to him? And when he hasn't been there and discipline has been required, I've wondered if it's my duty to step in and discipline in the same way. So my guest today is Joseph Drayson. He is a leading international parenting coach, education consultant and speaker. Joseph is passionate about helping parents become the best they can be. And he has plenty of good advice when it comes to blended family parenting. Well, welcome, Joseph, and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, So, Joseph, I came across a great Blended Families Parenting interview with you on Radio New Zealand a few months back, and listening to it, I thought this is absolutely someone who we need to have on In The Blend. Um, There were just so many good tips and tricks that I took away. And having gone away and researched some of the additional interviews that you've done and articles that you've been featured in, Joseph... One of the things that I've heard you speaking about is kids being contaminated during a divorce. Can you explain that to me? 
Yes, hi Laura, nice to be on your podcast. It's a great privilege, so I'm only too happy to speak. Um, um, I think fundamentally what we what what step families have to understand that the fundamental force of a step family is difficult. And so contamination, what you call it, or kind of an, uh, a partner or an ex-partner influencing the child negatively, that's actually part of a deeper sense of the children finding this journey very difficult because the parents are in love with one the new parents the, the new set are in love with one another and they it works for them and they, they've obviously made quite a big commitment to join their family so that means that their relationship is is good and the research shows that often second marriages or second relationships are good because the the, the, the partners are more compatible they're more mature and they choose wisely so that's all going well um, but for the children, they have very different feelings about that, even if the family is lovely. A, they lost half their parents. You know, when the marriage break up, they lose their parents, and they might see one parent a lot or not. And then B, um, they might fear that the new partner is going to take away their own parent. And so those fears, plus the underlying grief and sadness and anger of the breakup, is already there. <laughs> now, if you've got a nice ex-partner who helps them, that's good. If you've got an ex-partner who is actually hostile to another person parenting their children or another person kind of you know, taking their partner away or whatever and then using the children as ammunition to kind of, you know, turn them against them or what's called alienate them in that relationship, that's going to make it even more difficult for the children to cope with this because if they live there all the time, that, that's easier, but if they visit their other partner, other parent, they get a dosage of kind of alienation as well. But underneath it is they're actually very unhappy and very sad about the journey they have to make. I know grief is a normal part of divorce. In thinking about that, I'm, I'm interested to know how can children's experience of, of this grief that they might be feeling when mum and dad split up, how can that affect their behaviour? Well, what happens, Laura, is that grief is actually uh, goes through cycles. And so like, let's pretend for a minute that we think about we lose a partner and then we go through the sadness of being attached to our partner and then we lose them and then we go through a sense of uh, loss and then depression and then anger. That is the, the anger is actually to galvanize us to start again. So when the children go through a divorce, they, it's like a, for them it's like a funeral in some way, so they go through loss, depression and anger. But when they're shifting between her two households, that cycle is activated every time. And so what often parents interpret that the children are non-communicative or they are down or they are numb or they suddenly are, are, are disrespectful or all sorts of difficulties is actually them experiencing that cycle once more. And so the strategy, the strategy of the parents should be to realize that's a fundamental strategy that the parents realize for us, this is a good arrangement. For our children, it will be but it's a difficult journey in the beginning. And so my advice to all parents is when the children come after, say, access visits or whatever, 
to realize that there is a, a, an epi, a, a period where they just have to chill out and, and get used to the feelings and they're numb or difficult or uncooperative and you just got to be careful with that and just allow them space. And so my advice to parents is that the key thing for your children when they come to the other person's house or in your blended house is that that they feel safe, that they feel there's a space for them. The parents are very caring and respectful and they just allow them space. And in some ways, in some ways you should try and run it like a backpacker. That is, there's no stress in them. There's no things, this is how we do it around here and nothing like that. Just, just relax, just chill out, you know. And, and maybe um, the key thing for the parent, the original parent, is to, they should parent them. So they should often, when they come to you or when things are not going well, you should take your children away and take them to McDonald's, your own children. So the, the children must feel that I'm coming home to my own parents. This place is actually quite safe and I'll feel quite safe because I'm not forced to do this or that and I can just chill out, especially when I'm upset. And my own dad or mum actually pays me attention, and so actually it's not too bad, you know. And, mm. and the role <laughs> of the of the other partner is actually to be more like a friendly outsider. In the beginning, don't presume that you are a parent. You are not. The children will not accept it. The children will say, "Well, who the hell are you? You know what I mean? You're not my mum, and and why are you with my dad? I don't even think you're a proper girlfriend of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> All those feelings. So don't. But when you just say, well, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm welcome here, and and this is our house, and we'd like let's try and make it. But in the beginning, it's more kind of I'm a friendly outsider. I'm here to help you, and uh, and and you're courteous and respectful. That's the initial phase. The the, the next phase, of course, is when you become a more blended family. Joseph, just just to touch on on that idea of, uh, you know, a child coming, but going back and forth between the two houses, how do you come to an agreement on appropriate child behaviour when they are living in those two different households? So, um, you know, is, is what's okay here, okay there, or, or you know, how, how would you approach yeah, that? Yeah, well, it's such an easy question to ask, but actually it's quite complex to answer. Not that it's difficult, but... What needs to happen is you've got, you've got to realize that in early childhood, there's a wonderful saying, you can't correct until you connect. And so unless a child feels connected with both parents and the new situation, they are going to be resistant. So initially, what you need to do is um, is take things quite easy and just say, well, shall we just you know be the backpackers and we do our own thing? And, and that will involve... Both parents actually making sacrifices. This idea of children going back and forth between two houses, uh, I'd love to know how do you come to an agreement on appropriate child behaviour across those two different households? Yeah, so what I propose to you that it's like building a house and the foundation of the house is the start. You dig a hole and then you put a proper concrete pad in and then you put the framing up and then you put the roof up 
to get an agreement of of the, of the different family cultures and 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 their expectations is like that you've got a, the first phase is what i've talked about is to give the children freedom and space and just find their own way of doing things and then gradually what will emerge that the two families have very very different cultures for example you know one family expects dinner at the time and they sit down and everything is formal and the kids do chores etc etc and the other family might actually be quite lackadaisical and they might just you know, enjoy getting takeaways and watch tv and all that so both parents need to realize, okay, this is all different for our children and for us, and we love each other, so that keeps us together. But for the children, there's sort of an environment. And the biggest danger you can do is to start too early to impose your rules, you know, and to force things. So the first thing is to realize, okay, well, just take it easy. And then I would suggest that, that the two parents – who are new together, the two, the new couple, sit down together and make a decision that they are in fact like a senior management team of a new social situation. You might say, well, why don't call it families? Well, a family is a very loaded word which has lots of implications. So, and 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 the two parents can actually fall out quite strongly when they say, well, in my family we do this, and in my family we did that. So, what are we going to do in our family? What do you mean by our family? Is it going to be win-win, uh, lose-lose, or a sorry compromise? So, it's far better to actually say, okay, we're both managing a difficult situation with grieving and angry and sad children for a while and we are kind of realizing we're different and so what is the process we need to do to get us to agree as a family how to go about it and you might say well what about the other household well i would leave them out for a while completely because they might disagree they might be angry they might be alienated so you've got to say what are we going to do in this house and i would propose that this way, the way to do it is to actually have a little family meeting with the joint children, but not do that too soon, and not no of the none of the parents will say none of those two parents will say oh, this is what's going to happen. You know, let's explore how we can do a team charter. How can we? What would work for us? And you might start with something very simple. What would work for us, you know, when we've got to go to school and and we've got to go to kindy and you got your bag here, etc. And give all the children a say and, and just go on. It needs, needs good chairmanship, you know. Just say, well, you're free to say what you like. And, and some children will, in that forum, will actually express their emotions more directly. Like, you know, this place sucks. I don't want anything to do with it. And you say, well, can we just, you know, can we look at it more positively? And, and you absorb that as a parent. You say, well, we can talk about it, you know. And so you lay the foundation of a joint family meeting. And then you follow that up with both parents interacting with their own children. And so, so what did you think of that meeting, you know, and how do you feel, you know, says the parent who has got the other children coming. How do you feel about them? And, and so there's a, the parents try and get the children on side individually, and then you have another meeting and try and do that. And so if Joseph, the yeah, just, just to clarify, so when you say the family meeting, do you mean both families no, meeting together no, or just just the one just family? The, the one family first. Okay. Now, some people are extremely capable, and they don't need to listen to this podcast because they've done it so well. Uh, some families, actually, they might get an outside facilitator 
I've, I've met that, and and uh, and on both families sit together and talk, um, but often that is not possible because of the grief and sadness of the adults themselves, and they're not ready for that. But some people are. You can also. Once, but you, the key is that the individual families should have an operational process which works for them, and it could be very different than the other family. Like, let's pretend the other family is very demanding and regimented and and strict and ro- runs a very tough timetable, whatever you know. I'm just joking, and they all stay. They always play sport, and everybody goes out on the weekend. That's what they do. But in this particular family, people are more relaxed. They they go, might go to the library. They don't they don't do that much sport. I'm just making it up. But it's a totally different culture. Getting those two four parents to agree, and those those less pretenders four children each, eight children to agree on a common thing is never going to work. You know, unless unless you know you can say, well, are there some minimum basics what we want? And that's basically about the. Um, uh, you know about the uh, uh, handover, because mm. what we need also discuss, Laura, is that parenting actually there's there's, there's sort of four parenting styles, and sometimes parent people can be really happy together as partners, but they might be not that happy about as parents. And the parenting styles are um, authoritative, which is balance. You you care for your children, have expectations for them. Then you've got some people who are very permissive they allow their children a lot of freedom which other parents wouldn't and some parents are very authoritarian they demand that the children do this and those are and then the the fourth parenting style is that the child the parent is actually quite disengaged they don't want to be part of it so the two new partners need to understand where each other's coming from and they need to try and find a common a, a, a common approach that is not easy not easy like mm. if some parent says I think the children should uh, finish when they finish the table they should do their chores immediately <laughs> and the other parent says well I think they should chill out and just watch a bit of TV you know me, and we'll get the chores done directly that is actually very hard to compromise about because it's fundamental it is your personality and your value system mm. so the two parents the key is that the two new parents in the household see themselves as a loving couple who nurture and love one another, but they realize it's a difficult journey and we need to talk to each other and find a compromise which we can both agree upon and then have a little family meeting with our children or nudge the children as we go along and say, this is how we do it. How do you feel about that? So you're... Yes, yeah, so your advice is more around con- control what you can control within within the the new family unit, yes. and um, and it's going to be very difficult to to try and expect that the rules are going to be exactly the same in in both houses. That's going to be extremely um, hard unless the other couple is has got a tremendous amount of emotional intelligence and they've done the same and they realize mm-hmm. that you're a little bit different as well and then you can have some fundamental common things, you know, but it's often mm-hmm. very hard. It's a bit like running a school where, yeah, there are common rules, but every teacher does it in their own way and it's very hard all the teachers to do the same thing. And I'm, I'm thinking about a scenario now where the the parents in the new family unit, uh, you know, have an agreed set of of rules and a yes. and a way of a way of operating in in their yes. home. 
So if the biological parent is not there, um, is it is it best for the, the step parent to step in and enforce the rules that they have agreed upon in, in that new family unit? Or is there a, you know, a certain amount of time um, that, you know, where it would be more acceptable for, for the, the, the step parent to be doing that? Well, again, that, that takes a little bit of thinking about because um, it depends on the relationship between the step parent and the child. And so, ideally, you should let the other parent do the parenting if you can. And if there's a bit of a crisis, you can say, well, I think when your dad comes home, you know, he should deal with that, you know. Um, and But... What both parents should be doing is spending time not only with their own children, but the step-parents should be starting to build bridges with with the stepchildren. And depending on how far they've got with that, they can then merge into a parental figure because the child feels, well, you care for me, you show me that, and I feel actually quite fond of you. You're so respectful and loving and etc. And so when you ask me, hey, do you mind doing this or I don't think you should be doing that, should we? Then I'll accept that. But if the child, if that, that is not that easy um, because the child is grieving and sad, but actually the way to do it is actually quite a simple system. It is episodes of care. So that step-parents should show they cared in a very um, uh, non-intrusive way. So what, what the step-parent is doing is building what is called an attachment relationship that the child feels, and those are the, it's very simple. The child must feel this person cares for me in word and deed, and they are reliably there for me when I need them, you know, and, uh, and they are not harmful. They just, I, I trust them. And that takes a while. And you might think, oh, the child is just saying, yeah, whatever, you know, and walking away. But actually, every time you show a little bit of care, you know, you might make them a hot chocolate or you, you tidy their stuff away for them, which is really their chore, but you do it. Or you give them some advice and they like it and you chill out together and watch television. Or you say, shall we go to the movies together or shall we go to McDonald's together? Episodes of care which build up gradually a feeling in the child, you care for me. And you're safe, and I respect you because of that. And then what happens, they they form a bond with you. They start falling, oh, it's called an attachment bond. And it's a secondary attachment. That is, you're an important part of my life. And so when you then, the child makes a mistake, and you say, hey, shall we, I'll go through what to do. I would not get angry. I would not be severe. I would not be kind of authoritarian. And, you know, that, that's a very fragile bond you've got. You might say, may I ask you a question? Something You introduce it, or can we sit down and just have a little chat about something? And then I would advise the step-parent to be very cautious, to be very, uh, but not, not a wimp, but just say, you know, you're, and always I would do the sandwich model. That is, you always say to the child, you're doing so well. I know it's hard for you, but you've done really well. I really love the way you've done this and that, and I'm really proud of you, you know, as a tough child, or, you know, you're doing okay, and then so I just need to talk about something or ask you something, and you minimize that in your language, you know, so do you mind if I ask you um, to, you know, when you get annoyed with, you know, one of the siblings, not to lash out and get so angry, you know, and just maybe just walk away. 
or something like that, whatever the issue is. And you might say, oh, God, Joseph, this is so super, super wimpish, you know. Yeah, you've got to be careful because the child will bo- – it's like a horse. Like when you've got a farm hack, you can ride it <laughs> and you can give it a whack with your stick. But a racehorse, don't even think about that, you know. That is, the children are still under stress and they're very ready to bolt. They will bolt either to hell with you or – a rage, you know, and then things are said which shouldn't have been said. So I would, I would. So the question was, can I discipline the other person's child? Um, the answer is yes, but it will take a while, and you can't do that before you've established a relationship. And once you've established that relationship, you are a pretty cautious, careful, <coughs> kind adult. And and I would add skills like. May I ask you a question and can we come to an agreement that maybe this was not such a good thing and and how can I help you not lose your temper or how can I help you with this and how could we do this better? And then you might say, well, I'm going to punish them. Well, I would not do that. I would not do that. Okay. That I would let the other parent do that. Mm. Yes, in that, that, that's what I was going to ask you, Joseph, in a scenario where you're there and, and the biological parent is there, the role of the step-parent should be to let the biological parent do do the parenting or the discipline. As much as possible. If required. <coughs> but okay. if your attachment relationship is good, if you are respected and cared for, and you, the child sees you as a sort of a companion and a caring person, they will, in fact, accept correction by you if you just do that in a very gentle, caring way. And rather than punishing children, I would recommend to all my audience to actually ask them to, well, you know, you made a little mistake here, and, and once you calm down, you know, we'll see how we can make this better. And play it all down, and then you say, well, could you make it up? For us, how could you how could you make it up to your sibling or to your mom or to your dad or to us? You know, you threw everything around. That is, encourage the child to restore the relationship. Like I, I, I listen to uh, Brisbane Boys High; they've got a wonderful little um, a mantra for the boys there. And 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 the headmaster says to them, you know, there's four things you've got to do, got to say uh, to make up. Uh, to, to, to kind of get out of trouble in my school. And it's actually really cool. The first one, he says, you know, you've got to say, yeah, I did this. And the second one, he's, you've got to say, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And I really mean that, you know. And the third thing you've got to say and really mean, I won't do this again. <laughs> and the last one, which I want to talk about in this part of the talk, is how can I make up for it? And I would, as a couple, uh, coach your children those four little steps, kind of, you know, and the last one is the most important part. I made a mistake. Okay, let's let's keep calm and let's try and do my best. And how could you make it up? Now, that is the approach I would advise the, the biological parent and the step-parent to do. But I would, in their little weekly meetings, I'd recommend that you have a weekly meeting, a little management meeting. And don't say, how are we going to do our family? Well, you could say it like that. How are we going to how are we going to manage this system? You know, it's like running a company. It's like running a management team or, or running you know, a team at your, at your workplace. How are we going to manage this? And then, and then and during those meetings, say, do we think we're making progress in, in forming the bonds? And are we, are we able to kind of keep calm and do that, do it that way? 
How do you feel about I that? I love that. I love that, Joseph. Love the idea of a management meeting. And that's something I'm very keen to, to take away and implement um, myself after this call. Yeah. Joseph, we're almost at time. Are there any other final pearls of wisdom that you'd like to share when it comes to disciplining a child who isn't yours? Um, yeah, I think... I, I think disciplining a child full stop contains five steps. The first step is to try and manage the behavior, and you do that very, you know, the best as you can, as if there's a tantrum or something like that or whatever, or they're not cleaning up or they don't come to, they don't, they're not ready when you need to take them to school, etc., whatever. You try and manage it. And then you manage it in the moment as best as you can. And then the next step is to sit down with the child very calmly and you are very calm and caring and you do the counterintuitive thing and you ask them, how can I help you? So instead of telling them off, they will come later, you present the bill later, but don't, you know, don't tell them off. Don't, don't be aggressive. Don't be angry. Just say, how can I help you so that we work as a team and it gets better for us, for both you and me? You know, how can I help you get ready in the morning? You know, let's, let's, let's take that as an example. And, and they might say, well, you know, I, I don't know. They might not know. I say, would it help you if we packed your bag together so you don't need to rush? And would it help you if I got your shoes and clothes and laid them out? You know, often the children can't do it because that's too much for them. So they feel supported rather than told off. And so, and you coach them a better system so you ideally don't have this issue again, you know? And then if they made a mistake, like they lost a they lost a plot in the morning and threw something around, etc. You say, well, maybe you know, maybe you could make it up to whoever you 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 harmed. Maybe you could do a little job for me, something like that. That five step cycle of managing it calmly, being supportive and caring and kind, and asking them how can I help you with this issue. We're a team of two. Then coaching them a better system. And then asking, well, how could you make it up, you know, when you're ready to? That is, in fact, a very superior way to manage children. And, and the opposite often doesn't matter. And if you're a step-parent, you've got to do that really with a great deal of patience and skill. But it's like everything. It's like, it's like you're growing, uh, you, it's like growing a garden, you know, don't do it with chainsaws and roundup, you know, <laughs> you're growing <laughs> your garden and you grow and gradually the place will come together. But it's your leadership and your calmness and your sense of morality and, and the sense of that the child is actually fragile and, and I'm a safe pair of hands with them and I'm predictably and reliable and that will get you through that. I love that. I love that so handy um, to think of those steps, and it's you know, it's all about remembering that in in the moment as well. Yes. Yeah. Joseph, that is all we have time for today. But I have so enjoyed our chat. That's and, um, great, Laura. Yeah, really appreciate your time. So, Joseph, where can listeners go to connect with you and find out more about the parenting courses that you offer? I, I know you've specifically got one on helping your children with divorce and separation and also parenting a yes. difficult child. Yeah, I think well. the best thing they could do is email me or they could go to educationanswers.com. That's my company, educationanswers.com. I'm just renewing my website. Or they can just email me, and my email address is j.o.d, which is Joseph Oscar Dreesen, at extra, which is 
tra.co.nz or if you go to educationanswers.com then you'll find me as well and they can invite me uh, I speak all over the world and I'll give parent evenings to small medium and large groups and I'm, only, and I'm also too happy uh, only too happy to mentor individual parents amazing thank you so much Joseph and we'll ensure to link to those being here. thank you so much thank you very much bye now bye now Thanks for listening to the In The Blend podcast. The show notes for this episode are available at intheblend.com.au. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and please rate and review in your podcasting app. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn.